The Bible says in the book of Acts that it's because of God that we live, move, and have our very being. It's good to be alive on this morning. It's good to be here on this morning. The things that we have not fixed, God has given us an opportunity to come and fix on this morning. And if you are like me, you need all of the opportunity to fix some things uh, in this life. And God is a God of repetition. God is a God of consistency. God is a faithful God. You do not have to worry about God not being consistent. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. Now, you and I are not consistent. Say amen when you can. <laughs> but thank God Almighty that he is. Because you and I will go through some mood swings. But thank God he remains the same. Aren't you glad that you serve that kind of God? And that's why we ought to be faithful to the Lord. I would ask that you would be finding Luke chapter 22 on this morning. Luke, the 22nd chapter. Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. And uh, we just want to be mindful that there are people in life who are always in need of our prayers. I don't, I don't really... You know, we as Christians need to know that the world needs us to pray. God wants us to pray. And there are a number of people in life, some that we know and many that we do not know, who are in dire need of us going to prayer for them each and every day of our lives. And I was thankful. Uh, I just want to share these things with you. Uh, my good friend, of course, you all uh, heard me speak of his wife, Sister Debbie Clark, who was in need of a kidney. And on last week, they received a call from one of the hospitals in Shreveport and uh, to, to go and to receive this kidney. And she had the surgery on that night, and everything went well. And they're still doing fine uh, as of today. And we, we, we need to continue to pray for her and others like her. Uh, who are on the list to receive a kidney. And uh, those of us who, of course, know uh, Sister Brother and Sister Keith's daughter, uh, Sister Moore, uh, she needs our prayers as well. Uh, Brother George Patterson, Brother George is outside, I believe, in the, in the foyer area. Uh, he is in need of our prayers as he takes radiation every day, Monday through Friday, uh, for this cancer. And so he needs our prayer. So I say that to say this, that there are people in life that we know and we do not know who need us to talk to God for them. Just as you and I will one day need somebody to pray for us. Luke chapter 22, verse number 31. I want you to give me verse 31. And uh, I want to just read down from 31 through 
verse 34. Luke chapter 22. And uh, give me verses 31, and I want to come down all the way to 30, 34. The Bible says, And the Lord said, Simon, Simon. Let me give you this first. What you need to understand here is what's happening is Jesus is preparing for his death, right? And the first thing you see in the 22nd chapter is the Pharisees are plotting to kill Jesus, right? So you have a plot that is taking place. There's an undercurrent that is happening in Jerusalem, and they're trying to, to plan and they're trying to figure out how they are going to, to kill Jesus. And then not only you find that, but then there's a preparation for the Passover where they would take a lamb and sacrifice that lamb. And physically they did that during Passover, but then spiritually Jesus would become our spiritual Passover lamb. So you have the Pharisees who are plotting to kill Jesus. You have the Passover, the last meal, the institution of the Lord's Supper. And then you have Judas. This is all happening in the same breath, y'all. Judas is about his business to go about to what? To betray the Lord. And then after you have the Pharisees who are trying to plot to kill, after you have the Passover and the sacrificial lamb that is coming in spiritually, then you have Judas who have allowed the devil to come into his heart. Judas who have allowed the devil to come into his heart. Judas who have allowed the devil. I say that for a reason because you have to be extra extra, extra careful as a child of the living God that you do not allow the devil to enter into your heart. Judas was not strong enough to keep the devil on the porch. He left the crack and the devil took advantage of him. So you have Judas on the run to betray the Lord. And then if that's not enough for you, in the same breath, this is all in chapter 22, the disciples were arguing amongst themselves who will be the greatest in the kingdom. All of these things are happening in one breath. And Jesus still have not yet come to the cross of Calvary. But he's have to deal with all of these things. Concern of the Pharisees plotting against him. The Passover. The spiritual institution of the Lord's Supper. And then Judas, a hand-picked disciple of him. Who is going to betray him. And then if one is not enough, then all of them begin to argue. Could you imagine the disciples arguing in the midst of Jesus? And they're arguing about what? Who, who, who going 
who gonna be who gonna be the greatest? Hmm. And then you come to thirty-one, and then Jesus says, "Simon, Simon." And I don't have the time to tell you the difference between Simon and the difference between Peter. But there's a difference. This is not the same Peter here that you find in 1 Peter chapter 1. He is Peter in 1 Peter 1. But at this point and place and time, he is Simon. There's a difference because the word Simon means flighty, scary, afraid. But the word Peter means small pebble. He had become a small piece of the rock. Over here, you can move him easily. But later on in life, when he had become seasoned in Christ, he is like a rock. He has substance now. And so he says, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan had desire to have you that he may sift you as wheat. Now that phrase to have you, and the phrase that he may sift you as wheat is in the plural. He's not talking just to Peter, but he's talking to all of them. And then you see, but, but watch this here. And the Lord said, Simon, Simon, uh, behold, even though he says Simon, Simon, the phrase uh, is not talking just about him, uh, but he's talking about the devil is in the cahoots, in other words, to try to get all of you. Verse 32, watch this here. Now verse 32 is personalized just for Peter. He says, but I, but I have prayed for you that thy faith fail not. And when you art converted, strengthen thy what? That's the verse we want to be at. Verse 33. And he said unto him, Lord, I, have, I am ready to go with thee both into what? Prison and to death. Lord, I am ready to go with you both into prison and to death. Remember, he's not, he's not the same. This is Simon. Verse 34, last verse. And he said, Jesus, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before that thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. Uh, I want to talk to you this morning on the subject for just a little while. Consul in the midst of chaos. There is chaos that is surrounding Jesus. He have to deal with the Pharisees. He don't know when they're coming, but he know they're coming. He has the cross on his mind. He has his disciples on his mind. And though he has all of those things, have all of those things on his mind, the disciples really don't understand what's going on. They had spent some three and a half years with Jesus, right? They had almost received a four-year degree. And here they were with the Lord. And all 
that is surrounding Jesus is what? It's chaos. But in the midst of chaos, in the midst of the Pharisees wanting to get him, in the midst of the Passover, in the midst of the institution of the Lord's Supper, in the midst of Judas betraying him, in the midst of the arguing among his own people, and then in the midst of the devil wanting to tempt his men, Jesus provides them with what? With counsel. In the midst of your chaos, Jesus is not just a counsel. He is the wonderful counselor. He will counsel you in the midst of your troubles. He will calm you in the midst of your storms. Jesus will ease you in the midst of your worrisome mind. Jesus will steal you on the inside when things are falling from on the outside. I need you to know that he is not just a consul, but Jesus is a wonderful, everlasting consul. If anybody can get you where you need to be mentally, it's the Lord. Have you ever gone to Jesus for counseling? Have you ever stood still? Have you ever sat down long enough? Have you ever laid on your knees long enough and asked the Lord, uh, I'm going through my storms. Uh, I'm going through something uh, that is bigger than what I am. Uh, I need your strength. Uh, I need your power. I need your counsel. The Lord will give you. He'll give it to you. And I like how God works. God works through people. Hello, somebody. The Lord works through people. And even to save us, he sent Jesus in the form of a human being so that we can be what? So that we can be saved or we can be blessed. And so we need to understand that God will bless us through somebody, somebody else. And I, when you look at this thing here, counsel in the midst of chaos, Watch number one here. The hit is out on Christians. The hit is out on, y'all know what a hit is? Have you ever had a hit placed on you? How you know? <laughs> How you know? You might have escaped it and didn't even know. Or the person might have got caught before they even did the job. A hit is when somebody is trying to kill you. Sometimes they pay ransom or pay something for somebody to get you. The hit is out on Christians. God, by way of Christ, says, Simon, Simon, Satan, have received permission from the Lord, God Almighty, to sift you. Now, he couldn't just try the disciples like on his own. He had to get the permission just like he had to get permission to tempt Job. God granted him the permission. But while he grants him the permission, the hit is out on Christians just like it was out on the disciples. And one of the disciples had already been tempted and that was Judas and he was already fallen. And over here, I want you to know the hit is out on Christians. Anybody who is not on the devil's side, who is not on the devil's team, you got a hit out on you. 
And that means that there are going to be some things that happen in our life that's going to be by design. Y'all better listen to this. I mean, if you're trying to live right. If you are trying to live right, you can, you can rest assured that there are some things that is going to be by design to try to knock you off of your course. I want you to know this morning, there's a hit out on you. Every day you go to work. Every day you wake up. Every time you try to come to church. And I don't know what's, what's you know, you know, it seemed like the devil sometimes got to watch them on Sundays. It seemed like stuff just go wrong sometimes. You're trying to get ready for the service of the Lord. You're trying to go be with the people of the Lord. And it seems like the train is just coming off the track. You're trying to hold that joker and try to keep it on the track, but it looked like it just keeps swerving. And, and why the devil want to act up on the Lord's day? That's a hit out. You're saying, Brother Phil, so I've been going through some, some things in my life. People have been messing with me. You know, it, 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 I'm the only one. You look, look, look. Sometimes we bring trouble in our lives. But there's sometimes there's a hit out on you. And you have to be aware. And Jesus tells Peter, he says, the devil wants to, wants to get you. But then Jesus says, I know the devil wants you, but I want you more. See, you see, Jesus wants him more. You will not live the life that God wants us to live. Until you want Jesus more than you want every and anything else. You have to want him more than alcohol. You have to want him more than sex. You have to want him more than anything in this world. Jesus has to become your number one. Jesus has to become your everything. I need you to know everything needs to be placed to the side or behind or on the shelf. And he needs to be your first and only. And I need you to know uh, on today with God, you got to want him more than you want everything else. The hit is out on us. He says he desires to, to sift you, to sift you. Now, farmers, what they would do is they would, in the winnowing process, there's the thing with wheat and chaff, and they, they wanted to keep the wheat or the good stuff, but the chaff, they didn't, they didn't want that. The wind would take that and blow that aside. What the devil wanted to do, and it's a utensil, a tool that it, you pass it through and it gets weed and it takes off the bad part. But what the devil wants to do is he wanted to pass through Peter, through the disciples, taking everything good, putting that on the side and magnifying everything bad in their life. That's what the devil wants to do. He wants to show your ugly side. He is, the Bible says, the accuser of the brethren. He does not point to the things you do good he reminds God of the things we do wrong and he wants God to know that these people do not really love you he want God to know that these people are really not faithful to you he want God to know that they are not committed he tried that with God with Job 
He says, Job only worships you because of how you bless Job. God says, okay, we'll see. Let's put it to the test. And let me tell you something. Sometimes God will allow you to go through some things for a number of reasons. Sometimes he allow you to go through some things because he want to show the devil that you are strong enough to take on the devil with only God's help. And then sometime God will allow us to go through some things to show us that we are really not strong like we think we are. So he says the hit is out on Christians. But God is always one step ahead. He's always one step ahead. Somebody say, well, he's always one step ahead. Yes, he's always one step ahead because God's step is not a human step. He says, my ways. Well, I should have thought somebody was going to shout on that one. But he says, my ways are not like your ways. My thoughts are not your He says, for as high as the heavens are from the earth, so are my ways from your ways and my thoughts from your thoughts. I need you to know God, one step is greater than any human step. God is always one step ahead of us. He tells Jesus, he tells uh, Simon rather, he says, uh, Satan desired to, to sift you like wheat. He says, but, but I prayed for you. It says, y'all, but I have prayed for you. But I have prayed. That's past tense. I, I say that's past tense. Jesus had already. He had already prayed. He was already one step ahead of the devil. And I want you to know that regardless of what we deal with in life, and we never know what we're going to deal with in life, you don't know what's coming tonight. You don't know what's coming tomorrow. You don't know what's coming next week, if there even be a next week. But whatever comes, God is already there. And so he tells Peter, he says, I have prayed. He says, he, matter of fact, he said, but I have prayed. He says, I want you to know there are some things coming to you, Peter, but I want you to know, but I have prayed, but I have prayed. I want you to know prayer works. Prayer is powerful. If, if, if the God man can pray, if the God man can pray, don't tell me you and I. Lord have mercy, I wish I had somebody with me in here. If he can pray for his people, why can't you and I pray like Jesus prayed and believe in the prayer that we're praying? There's some people who pray and they're really not believing even why they're praying. They give God their problems and right they, when they close their prayer, they take it right back. You got to give it to God and leave it. I know it's hard sometimes, but you got to learn to leave it there. You got to learn to trust God. You got to learn to depend on God. You got to know that God is committed to us as we should be committed to him. But he says, there's a hit out on us, so be careful. Be careful. Wherever you go, be careful. Number two, God is always one step ahead. I don't care 
I don't care what happens, what happens, what happens. He's always one step ahead. And like I told you about Sister Debbie, who received that kidney not, not long ago, God was already in Shreveport. I said he was already in Shreveport. He was already there. He had already fixed it for her to receive the kidney. They didn't know it. They had to drop everything. They had to get on the highway on 49 North and head to Shreveport. Because if you wait too long, then the kitten is going to be somebody else's. But God had already, I said he was already a, why are we, why are we worried, Sister Brock? I think I can tell her she's the oldest Christian in the church. Why do we worry when we should know God is always one step ahead? That means, church, he's already there. Whenever you come to your issues, your troubles, your problems in life, you don't have to ask God to come meet you. We don't have to send him to go help somebody in the hospital. Whatever you face in life, you need to know you won't meet. You're going to meet God there. He's not going to meet you there. He's already waiting for you. He's just, he's, just, he's just waiting for you to show up. And guess what? He already worked the thing out. Even when it don't work out. Oh, y'all didn't get that one. <laughs> you didn't get that one. All things work for good. All things work for our good. All things work for our good. Well, I'm having a hard time. I'm, I'm, I'm struggling. I'm, I'm confused. You know, I'm, I'm lonely. You know, I'm afraid. You know, I'm fearful. You know, I'm complex. All things work together. What you're going through right now, and I don't know what you're going through. Whatever you're going through right now in life, guess what? Don't tell nobody. God is taking that piece of your paragraph, your phrase to your life, your page in your book. God is taking that, and he's going to woven all that together to come out for our good. And while we don't feel good, while we're going through those things in life, you got to trust him. It'll work out. Last one, the relapse is real. The relapse is real. Give me verse 33. Verse 33, watch this here. And he said unto him, Lord, I'm ready. Do y'all see this? Lord, I'm, I'm ready to go with thee, both into prison. Some powerful words right here. In other words, he was, telling, he was telling God, he was telling God, I'm down for whatever. That's what he was saying. He said, I'm down for, for whatever. He says, he says, I am down for whatever. Whether prison comes or, or whether debt comes. Y'all, that's some strong words right there. How, don't raise your hand. How many of y'all willing to die for Jesus? How many of y'all willing to go to Angola? Don't raise your hand. Don't, don't raise don't raise your hand. Don't, don't raise it. Please don't do it. That'll put a man on the spot. That'll make you think not three times, four. That'll make you think for a whole year. Now, wait a minute. You say prison? Which one? Which one? <laughs> Peter says, Lord, I'm ready to go. And, 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 then he, and then he had the nerves to say, I'm willing to die for you. But I already told you, he's flighty. He's, 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 he's Simon. You see, sometimes 
See, God don't need us to say what we're going to do. God, God wants us to show him. There's a lot of people good at saying what they want to do and what they are going to do, but they never get around to do it. Jesus is not interested in us saying all the stuff. He wants us to do them. He wants us to show up. Stop saying stuff and just do it. Stop having lip service and just make it happen, right? And, 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 and you know, people say, I want to be strong, but they never do stuff that's going to strengthen them. People say, you know, I want to be a better mother, but they never do stuff that's going to make you a better mother. I want to be a better father. Well, they never do. I want to be a better brother. I want to be a better sister. Well, you got to do the stuff that's going to cause you to become better. It sounds good, right, to have people talk a good talk, right? That sounds pretty. That sounds inspiring and encouraging, but it never pans out to be. Uh, verse 34. Watch this, y'all. Watch this. And he said, I told you it's counsel in the midst of chaos. Jesus, throughout 22 of Luke, he's given counsel in the midst of chaos. Chaos is everything is falling around him. The ground is caving in around Jesus. He's given counsel over here. He's given counsel over there. He's given counsel with this issue. He's given counsel when they're arguing. He's given counsel about Judas. He's given counsel about the cross. He's given counsel about everything. But he says, he's, here's he give it again. Here he gives again. He says, I tell thee, Peter, that's futuristic. He said, I tell thee, Peter, the cock shall not crow this day before that thou shalt thrice deny that thou knowest me. <clears throat> now that'll take the air out of you. He says, the rooster's not, he said, the rooster, man, the rooster. All of this is going to take place before the rooster crows. Letting you know the power, the insight Jesus had, not with just humans, animals, and all. He, he just, he knows all. Don't put Jesus. Don't, don't, don't put Jesus on the, uh, on the level of human beings. See, Peter... Peter tried that with Jesus. He says, he says, here's what I'm going to do. And Jesus wanted him to know, listen, I'm not a human being, right? You, you can't tell me stuff and I don't already know. He says, look, I'm God. That was one of the things that the disciples could not understand. I want y'all to understand, y'all need to see me as who? God. You telling me that what you're going to do you, you're telling me what, what you're, I, I don't need you to tell me I already know what you're going to do. And we got to see God for who he is. He's God. Give him his God right. Give him his God status. Jesus is God. And, and, and when he rose from the grave, then they finally, when they finally saw him, Thomas, when he finally saw uh, the, the side and the hands and the nail print, when he finally saw, they did not believe what Jesus wanted them to believe after three and a half years. Do you believe he's God? And when I say that, I'm talking about do you believe he can do anything? And he can do everything. The Bible says all things are possible with God. He says the rooster going to crow. And he says you're going to have denied me three times. 
I want you to understand that he he relapsed. Y'all know what relapse is? Anybody been an alcoholic or dealt with somebody or drugs or dealt with somebody or somebody who went into uh, a uh, rehab and they got out and they stayed clean for 30 days and then all of a sudden they got an urge for whatever it was and they found it, they had it, and they're sitting down somewhere and they had a relapse. Whenever you are making improvement in life, whenever you fall back, whenever you have a, a setback, right? Whenever you have a setback, right? You, you, you have a fall back, right? But when you walk with the Lord and when Jesus tells you, I'm praying for you, I have prayed for you, though you might have a fall back and a setback, when you walk with the Lord, you'll always have a come back. When you stay with him, you have a come. I don't care. The devil may be after you and may be after me, but you always have a what? A come back. Right? Y'all, sometimes there is chaos in our lives. Matter of fact, somebody might be experiencing chaos right now. But you are in the best place that you can possibly be because you are in the midst of God and the people of God. And one of the greatest things we need to understand is you need to get underneath the word of God. Because God, for some reason, God knows how to distribute. I know preachers talk, but we, we, we don't know what, we, what we're doing. But when we talk, God can take something that I'm saying, turn it around, fix it exactly for what you're going through, touch you in a way that he don't even touch somebody else. Y'all may not be dealing with the same exact thing, but you'll hear something that will address what you're dealing with. That ain't me. That's the Holy Spirit of God. And sometimes people say, well, you must have been in my house last night. No, 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 no. That ain't me. That's the Holy Spirit of God. Don't give preachers, that's too much credit. It's almost like the reverend thing, right? That's too much credit, right? No, no, no. I don't want that credit and I surely don't deserve it. But God will speak directly to what you're dealing with in your life. And sometimes the whole the whole earth is crumbling around you. But the only thing that is keeping you, and the thing that I didn't tell you about Peter, is Peter says, he says in that verse 33, go back to it, watch this. And he said unto him, Lord, I, I'm going to stop right there. I. Peter, that's a big, that's a big mistake. I. Here's what I, here's what I'm going to, I, I am ready. I am ready to go with you in prison. No, no, no. I can do all things. Y'all going to help me this morning. I will do all things through Christ who strengthens me. See, Peter thought he can pull from his own self like so many of us in life. We think, I'm going to do this today. I'm going to do, I can do. I, mm -mm. You're already defeated. You're already defeated. Y'all, there's counsel in the midst of chaos regardless of who you are on this morning. Jesus wants to counsel you all the way from earth 
on up to glory. There'll be some problems that you're going to face in your life that is going to be bigger than you. It's going to be bigger than your friends. It's going to be bigger than anybody in your life. You're going to need to receive the counsel of the Lord. I don't know what it might be. I don't know when it's coming, but you need to always be in preparation for a storm that you do not see that is brewing somewhere. It's coming. It's coming. Whether you are a seasoned citizen, whether you are middle-aged, or whether you are a young person today, there is trouble that is on its way. And all I'm telling you is prepare yourself before the storm. And when you prepare yourself, you can take on a storm, especially when the Savior has prayed for you. If you're not a child of God, if you're watching my way of social media today and if you are not a child of God and you're saying today I need to give my life to Jesus that he may give me counsel I need the Lord's help today would it be baptism you come by hearing his word believing the same repenting of sins confessing Christ putting them on in baptism and the Lord will wash away all not some but all of your sins you will become a part of the Lord's church you be faithful in the debt he promised to give you an eternal crown if you stand in need of prayer you can ask the church to pray for you if you are on social media on this morning and you asking for prayers put it in the comment section we will recognize it we will state it and the church will also pray for you on today if you stand in need of prayer whether it be baptism that you need why don't you come as together we stand and together we sing the invitation song mm -hmm.